I was drunk. What's your point? Can I interest you in a hat? You clearly don't subscribe to Forbes magazine. Tune in next week for more of my smile. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's just as trapped as you are. I'm Kelly Anakin. And I'm Tom Schneider. We are properly married. But we won't be seeing each other for the next three months. Thank God. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a relief. (laughs) So this is our first episode based around the PBS reality series Manor House. That's right. Again, this is new territory, much like our our Gosford Park episode. We've we've not done this before, so we're not entirely sure how it's going to shake out. But fortunately, we've we've brought in the big guns. We are bringing back a guest who was on the show previously. Everyone seemed to enjoy her last time. So she's back. She had excellent references. So please welcome back to the show, hilarious comedian Natasha Muse. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hi, Hi. Natasha. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. Thanks for inviting me on to help you mind your manor house. <laughs> oh. You're very welcome. Thanks. This is the comedy chops we got going on. <laughs> yeah, big guns. That's a... Uh, that's a joke, son. <laughs> That's a joke, son. <laughs> so Manor House. So exciting. Yeah. Can I say that for some reason I thought it was going to be American people? Oh, and yeah. when I first heard them speak, I was like, oh, they, they nailed the accent. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no, they didn't. I'm just, I'm yeah, just I mean, there are, this was kind of a thing that was happening between Britain and America for a couple years. They did a bunch of these shows, which we, like, we're giant nerds. <laughs> right. So please bear with us. But we've watched almost all of them, I think. Right. Okay. But there were some in America, like Frontier House. Oh, okay. So which this- is like the real world Hawaii of, <laughs> uh, <laughs> of the pbs reality shows people who watch the real world hawaii will know what i'm talking about i like how you reference something i never heard of to explain something i've never seen that was helpful so if i ever see one of those yes you will know know you'll know it's like two for one deal there it is yeah Yeah. we gotta watch one it's like listening to mashups (laughs) just two for the price of one Uh, but they did some others in Britain, like 1940s House, which was like living in London during the Blitz. Oh, how uh, did they recreate the they, horror of maybe getting bombed? Um, well, look, it wasn't, look, you have to, un- you know, with all of well, these, they're trying to recreate the social aspect of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, and one thing, one thing to keep in mind, most people didn't actually get killed during the Blitz. They were just in constant danger of it. So yeah. Just, okay. Not everybody right, can be Kira Knightley in Atonement. Like, try <laughs> as you might. Yeah. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> or did she die? I don't know. Yeah. I hated that movie, so. Yeah, I remember so was, little of it. The book was wonderful. Was it really good? Yeah. If you read the book and you like it and you're like, I wish they would just take a few chapters and make a beautiful movie about it, mm-hmm. they did it for you. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Yeah. yeah. But my wife fell asleep watching that. Yeah. Well, well it was a, kind of a snooze fest. I, I kind of, I'm not sure. Sh- after, uh, after Mr. Tumnus had sex with her, it was like, well, <laughs> I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> Right. I can't think of the same thing. <laughs> Take off his pants. Take off his pants. He's a satyr under there. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I because I'm I'm trying to remember that movie, and I may have fallen asleep myself. Like I, I'm like, did I? I, I remember, remember the c word was bandied about. That's literally the only thing I remember oh, about yeah, Atonement. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's part of the book. Yep. But that one scene at the end, that one single shot of the World War Two and right, in right. France. Mm. It was good. Mm. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was it very was, uh, showy. So watch the whole movie, and you'll get to see that shot. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long shot. No, I mean, hey, <laughs> I I couldn't have put that together. I'm not saying I don't respect the skill involved. 
Well done, that guy. <laughs> Good for him. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, so Manor House is is part of this bizarre but delightful period in uh, PBS history where just yeah. they were like, oh, people seem to like this reality television. Mm-hmm. How do we make it educational? Yeah. And we were their target audience. I yeah. mean, we if there was merchandise, we would have bought all of it. <laughs> right. No, I. Uh, what do you think they would sell? Chamber pots, chamber pots. mostly. Yeah. Branded Manor House chamber pots. Signs yeah. that say raw meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to hang on your bathroom or your mm-hmm. kitchen. Yeah. Probably just things with the logo of t shirts, tote bags. Scholarly made wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I might make that. That's a good. Yeah. We're always on the lookout for branded up yours downstairs merchandise. That's so. true. Yeah. yeah. No, and what's interesting, Natasha, I don't know if you knew this, but actually one of our listeners, her father is one of the producers at uh, one of the PBS affiliates in New York who is responsible for bringing Manor House to the United States. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's very exciting. He he also put the brakes on a proposed project in America uh, called Plantation House, uh, which would have recreated the uh, conditions of slavery in the South, which is probably a worse... Not since Dance Moms <laughs> has there been such a bad idea. Yeah, because it's like, you know, I, I'm not sure that there's much to be learned. I'm pretty sure we're all in agreement at this point. Uh, slaves, bad, bad yeah. situations. Yeah. So you're saying that would cross the line from learning to just uh, sensationalism? Abuse? Yeah. Inciting a riot, probably? <laughs> yeah, I don't... Think about all the cotton that you'd get from it. Yeah, you'd have to invest in, in some sort of gin. <laughs> now, but they do reenact the, the Civil War. They do reenact the Civil War, not on, 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 on TV, but. right? But that's that's only about slaves. Like, there's no actual slaves there. No, I've on seen the, black people that reenact reenact the Civil War. Yes, that's true. And they do do the the part. But see, to me, that's just like LARPing. Like nobody's right. like nobody's paying them to do that. Well, you know, and you do I don't that, think. And I mean, I think oh, also so it's like sex, where you, if you volunteer to do it, it's fun. yeah. Well, pre- people, yeah, presumably it, nobody's <laughs> making you. Slavery is like sex, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Only in San Francisco. <laughs> Sorry, I, inter- I think I talked over you. That's a, no. Well, I think the other difference is that uh, you know the Civil War reenactors is like a weekend thing as opposed to like three months. Like I don't know. I just don't think anybody needs to be enslaved for three months yeah. for my entertainment. You know. Well, because <laughs> call me look, a bleeding heart liberal, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> the difference between something like Manor House and something like the proposed Plantation House is mm-hmm. in Manor House there was at least the illusion that people had some sort of control yeah. over their their own humanity. Yeah. I mean, being in service isn't great, and and you were denied a lot of your basic human rights for many many years. In that kind of institution. Yeah. But I mean, with slavery, I mean, you were three fifths of a person. Like, you weren't even human. Well, you could quit. Like, you ca- if yeah. you were a scholarly maid, you could quit. I mean, it might be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You might have no, you know, you might be stuck as a prostitute or whatever. But at A least part-time you- waitress. Right. But at least you could. <laughs> is that what, it, is that what they're calling prostitution in Britain now? <laughs> part-time waitress? Yeah. <laughs> well, they got that from L.A. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ah. Uh, and they don't put signs up around town with your picture saying "Runaway yeah. Scullery Maid." Oh, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that Reward. sounds like a great romantic comedy. Incidentally, <laughs> somebody get me Richard Gere's agent. Yeah, what's Renee Zellweger doing? <laughs> Making a squinty face. I heard she's a part-time waitress now. <laughs> so 
uh, yeah, so it's cool. We've got this like personal kind of connection. Hopefully he's listening. I could have looked up your name, sir, uh, <laughs> if you're listening, but I thought maybe we're not at that point in our podcast or podcasty relationship. <laughs> right. You don't want to be too, uh, forward. Familiar. Familiar, yes. familiar yeah. sir. <laughs> Mr. Sir. So, so that's cool. But yeah. That was a good, so he blocked that. He blocked Plantation House, right. but brought Manor House. So he choice. is a wise man in both directions. He yeah. knows when to hold him, knows when to play him. Right. He's a gambler. <laughs> is that that song? I think you pretty much nailed it. All right. Thanks. Thanks. <sighs> I could use some rotisserie chicken right now. Uh, so <laughs> I might be confusing Kenny Rogers with someone else. No, I think you're right. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My knowledge of actual non-pop country music is spotty at best. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> so, uh, well, so let's perhaps talk about something. Manor House, perhaps. Is- We're here to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, so we think it's narrated by Derek Jacoby. It is. Who yeah. played Probert in Gosford Park, which we watched mm. for our last podcast, okay. who was the valet to Michael Gambon's character, oh, uh, who yeah. was the main, the main lord. Yeah, and uh, so we are, are watching it on our DVD. There, there was that merchandising was the DVD. Yes. House, now, was this made have. before Downtown? Yes. yes. This is 2006, yeah. I oh, think. Weird. Yeah. The, the opening credits looked like a weird, pale imitation. Actually, I think Downton Abbey ripped them off. Oh, but I, I mean, think they did I it better. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think they I was actually it. I agree, and I was going to say like I, right away I started noticing a surprising number of things that Manor House does better than Downton Abbey, starting mm. with the DVD menu picture. Oh, for sure, which uh-huh. is much nicer looking. Yeah, it's like they're not all in a line. You're like, oh, right. you're uh, you're a footman and you're a maid, and why would you be standing next to the butler? He hates you. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah, no. Mm. So that that was better, and you're right. I mean, I think the opening credits of this uh, were really nice. Well, you get a nice shot of a dude on a chamber pot, which. Right. Let's talk about real things talk. Are, things, yeah. things are getting real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's going to see what happens when people stop being real and go back to the early 20th century. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it shows actual people, not just like hands or legs. That's or, true. Yeah. You know. It's the actual people that we're going to be seeing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say it was once as we got into the show, it was a little jarring sometimes to see all the same sorts of things of Downton Abbey. But like done on video and uh-huh. you know, not like produced, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. A documentary, but right? That it was a, no. It's little... it almost seems like a funnier die parody video at times. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. because they do like they make all these sort of like off color jokes about what they have to do and yeah, uh, or like Downton Sixty, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they do get to break the fourth wall. Yeah, which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so we're basically just gonna kind of go through and uh, talk about all the different people we meet. I think almost the full cast of characters in this episode. Right. Not a whole lot of actual drama happens. Yeah, it's well, a very, yeah. very exposition-heavy episode. Yes. So, uh, unsurprisingly. We'll just kind of go through it and, and discuss these people and what we think of them and all that kind of stuff. So the first person that we meet is Hugh Edgar. He is the butler. I didn't catch... What did, What does he do in reality? Um, I didn't catch it either. I just happened to know that he was an architect. Okay. I looked it up. All right. So he was probably mm. an architect. I don't think they mentioned it. I felt okay. like... Yeah, because I wrote it down for literally every other person. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I think maybe they just... 
They don't want us to suspend our disbelief. Although it almost seems like he's been practicing his whole life. To be, <laughs> yeah. This crotchety old butler. <laughs> yeah. Over the course of this whole episode, I'm amazed at how quickly everybody kind of falls in and is able to do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it only covers about a two-day, possibly three-day period. Right. But yeah, I mean, well, because they talk about at one point, Mr. Edgar is on, gets a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um and it's the the family, the Olive Coopers, who we'll get to, that are – they're coming there at tea time. And they've already had lunch, so it's only a few hours. And they show all the things they do to get uh-huh. the house ready. And, like, it's just, like, they put so many things – they did so much in those few hours mm-hmm. between that call. I was really, like, impressed. Well, you know, they didn't have Facebook to distract them, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, can I check my – Facebook real quick? Do you guys mind? No, go ahead. We'll just edit it out later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but he's the first one there and he kind of goes through the house and he's like, oh, yes, this house. I was born to do this. Uh Like, this guy is so confident out the gate. Yeah. He's ready to go. He has a great accent. I'm not sure what region he's from. He has a nice accent. I like how they... Uh, they talk about the house and they say they returned it to its original splendor. Uh-huh. I like to imagine like what was happening in that house mm-hmm. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like 10 like, years ago. It was a crack house. It was a crack house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just people <laughs> squatting uh-huh. in there. <laughs> like, what do you do with a house that looks like that but it's in the modern age? Yeah. Like, what is... Yeah. Well, I mean, I would assume that it just meant that it had kind of fallen into disrepair. Yeah. I, thought, uh, I was thinking maybe they just like had dance parties there. <laughs> they- Raves, yeah. Raves. Like they might have like put in like nice speakers. Yeah, during the seventies, they were like, "We've been to New York City. We went to this marvelous place called Club Fifty Four, <laughs> Studio Fifty Four, <laughs> Studio Club, Studio." And they just they just discoed it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, "Get David Bowie on yeah, the phone." <laughs> disco ball in there. <laughs> Shag carpeting just all over, yes. even on the walls. They installed a cocaine cupboard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I just assume that they, they kind of went through and kind of, you know, made sure things weren't falling apart anymore. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Well, I just like to imagine, like, yeah. was it a family, like, living there? Or did, like, were they thinking about making it into apartments? Yeah. Oh, man. I would live in a place like that. Yeah. That would be amazing. Boarding house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you, you'd also have to think, like, you could turn it into a hotel. And, yeah, like, and, it's got lodging for everything. And you know. tourists would just pay top dollar. To, yeah. to stay there, I'd, I'd pay top dollar right now. I don't even have top dollar. Yeah, I'd, I'd it get happen. it. <laughs> That's right. I'd get it. I'll turn my apartment into a crack house. Take the proceeds <laughs> from that. Travel to England. So, turning a, an apartment into a crack house is a money making venture. <laughs> Did not know that. It's not aware. It's thriving business. I didn't. Uh, I didn't say it was going to thrive. This is, oh, okay. You clearly True don't enough. subscribe to Forbes magazine. <laughs> <laughs> True. It cost top dollar. <laughs> so he's he's uh, Mr. Edgar's bustling around and he's he's dealing with all that. And then we meet Jean Davis, who is the housekeeper. So we've met the Carson and the Mrs. Hughes right. of the equation. Mm-hmm. Jean Davis is described only as a grandmother, so she's I guess been a homemaker, mm-hmm. which I think actually is why we see her kind of slide into this very easily because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She also alluded to the fact that she ran a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. And I, so I think she's, you know, that's not something she does now, which is why they didn't say that. Yeah, but she yeah. Used but to. she's used to kind mm-hmm. of being in this managerial position mm-hmm. and making people yeah. clean stuff. The one thing I really noticed about her, well, she arrives with her, her husband, and in the first few shots with her as she's arriving at the house, you could really see her, like, ignoring the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, her, I would glance over it, and she's like, 
you know. Uh-huh. I mean, they all get used to it pretty quickly, but I just really yeah. caught my eye. Like, she's I, yeah, I like awkward. her. Her attitude, I thought, was pretty healthy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she wanted to take it seriously, but she was aware of the fact that this was today, mm-hmm. these days. Right. Well, she was just very, like, low-key about it, you know, unlike Mr. Edgar, who... He's very aware of the difference, and he feels like the best way to do his job is to just act like he has climbed into the Wayback Machine. Uh-huh. Right, right. Uh and and now he's you know yeah now we're manor house right. kind yeah. of thing. So she she comes in and her husband you know says goodbye and everything and she's kind of seeing what the digs are like what you know what rooms she's dealing with. Then we meet the best person. <laughs> Spoiler alert: best person just showed up, Monsieur Denis Dubiar, the French chef. Yeah. Who might actually be Rowan Atkinson. It is uncanny. It's, it, it is possible. Yes. With a silly yeah. French accent. <laughs> they did not have cans back then. <laughs> um, yeah, he could be like doing a Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Kind of a, yeah. It is really, uh, you know, Rowan Atkinson, if you're listening, <laughs> call us. Yeah. We also have some questions about Black Adder Goes Forth for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, so anyway, he, he is a chef in, in life, but he right. has spent the last, did they say the, the previous three months? I believe so. So he's committed to it sort of in a longer range thing because what he's doing requires much more skill than everyone else yeah. because cuisine has changed so much from the Edwardian period to now. Um, but he apparently is sort of like a, he's an enthusiast of, of, older methods of cooking and you know yeah. these people they happen frequently you know right. people- well, he was like excited about cooking over actual fire fire yeah, yeah. um yeah well because uh, it was derek jacob he says something about how king edward had set the fashion for spending lavishly doing something and eating vast amounts yeah i mean apart from the uh the eating vast amounts part edward the seventh sounds a lot like the kardashians you know everybody mm-hmm. wanted to keep up with him <laughs> yeah out eat him if possible it's true. Well, I just like that the you know the the guy who randomly became king was like, you know what I love eating, and everybody <laughs> else in England was like, okay, let's eat. Yeah. All right, we're all, we're all gonna thank you for pointing us in the correct <laughs> direction. No, and that's a question that we've had and we haven't been able to answer yet. Uh, somebody wrote in and wanted to know how they ate all these lavish meals and didn't gain ridiculous amounts of weight. Well, I think they did. Well, I think cases. they did. I think also they probably didn't finish each course you know Mm -hmm. i mean the women who were concerned particularly women who were concerned with keeping their figure probably didn't eat much because in downton abbey when mosley asks anna you know how anybody at at dinner can can walk after having all these different wines that are served to them she says oh none of them drink much of it at all Mm -hmm. so i think it must be the same thing with food i mean we'll look more into it yeah but they obviously doesn't necessarily mean excessively that's true and we see the meals that they have here the portions are very small yeah um, well, you see the portions for the servants. Did they show the portions. The, for them? They did show at least the um, the salmon thing, right, That the they made cr- the cr- whatever it was, like yeah. on, on on toast, basically. Yeah, I knew I should have written down everything the they crudite? had to eat. Was yeah. it crudite? No, it was it was something like that, though. Okay. Well, well, we'll we'll go well, back and type up a menu that's for three everyone. Bells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's enough wells to make me think we can move on. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, and also though that they. You know, one thing that 
it was different is that they only ate when it was eating time. There wasn't, you know, yeah, there, there weren't, weren't snacks throughout the day. So and, what do they do when they were checking their Facebook? <laughs> On Downton Abbey, all the girls had a biscuit jar in their rooms. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh that's true. Biscuit jar. Yep, so you could have something out of your biscuit jar. Gotta get me a biscuit jar, man. <laughs> well, uh, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> it does sound like a euphemism. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds really filthy. Yeah. Biscuit jar. Uh, speaking of filthy, next up we meet Tristan Aldrich, who's the stable boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually a carriage driver in reality. Yeah, uh, that must have been a difficult one to to cast. I yeah. think. Well, because I mean, you have you can't just like show up one day and work with horses. Yeah, I would yeah. venture to say there They'll are more. You. There are more. Sh- <laughs> They'll kick you. <laughs> they will. They will kick you. <laughs> uh, there's probably more people who are chefs who are like you know ironically cooking in Edwardian style than yeah. you know people who just drive a carriage. <laughs> Do you think he's being ironic? I don't think he's being ironic. I I. I would call it like he's the like he's like the original kind of hipster. Yeah. Somebody yeah. who's genuinely just interested in this for the right. fact of it. And then other people are like, Oh, that's cool. Right. And he's right, like, right. No, I'm not cool. I am I am <laughs> yeah. crazy. No. I'm literally insane. Yeah. So the stable boy, we get to see him curry combing some horses because I guess that's what he's gonna do. You just see him for a second. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't that's really right. he is adorable though. He's just like, I have a great smile. Yeah. yeah. He's very cute. Tune in next week for more of my smile. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm curious how much use they're going to get out of the horses. Because yeah. they mention later on that the family has like a three-month program of, of social events and all these things they're going to do. True. I did hear the older son mention that he might go riding in, in the afternoon. Okay. Jaunty. I don't think they call him that in this episode, but his, his nickname from the family is Jaunty. Oh. I know, <laughs> right? Wow. We'll get We'll get to the Olive Coopers in a minute. Yeah. And is that, bef- that his nickname is from before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Duly noted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just saying. Maybe he got it at Oxford. Anyway, let's talk about the people we like first. All right. Um, then we meet our footmen. Yes. Uh, who we learn were hired according to their height or paid according to their height. Yeah. Which I think must be it. why they were called footmen. It was like if yeah. you were under 5'7", you got so much. If you were over 5'7", you got so much, which pretty much puts pay to my plan to take up a career in footmening. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to do too well. No. But uh, so they come in. They both seem like they're high or drunk or they're, something. Yeah. They're very jaunty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with jaunty. <laughs> right. Jocular. Yeah. They're 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 laughing a lot. They they they, they can barely keep a straight face. Yeah. <laughs> they got the smirks. They <laughs> yeah. They got loses the smirk when he finds out some bad news. Yeah. The bad news being that he has to empty the chamber pots. <laughs> Which only amplifies the smirk of the first one. Yes, oh, right. yes. Because yeah, they don't know which one's going to be which going in. They have to interview with Well, in, in, in this hierarchical society, your smirk is directly proportional to how many people <laughs> have it worse than you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh, but we meet uh, Rob. Rob Daly uh, works on the subway in some sort of capacity. Right. So uh, I guess he does Sandra Bullock's job and while you were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> he, uh, minds, he minds the gap. He minds the gap. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too bad because like when you come and you make these jokes that are just like, nope, you can't say anything. <laughs> this was the funniest thing we can say. And then I'm like, what are we? Okay, just back to the. But it's really funny. I didn't want you to think I was just oh, moving forward because we didn't want to talk about it anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> Next is uh, Charlie Clay, who was the manager of a motor distributor. Right. 
Which is a car dealership, I right? I assume that it's a car dealership. I like to think that they just go around distributing motors here and there. <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, <laughs> I can't help but notice you're walking. <laughs> Would you like a motor? <laughs> you mean a car? No, just the motor. You'll have to do the rest yourself. <laughs> uh, so he is, he's the other footman. So, so there's two footmen. Mm-hmm. Roughly the same height. They, they look One of them is slightly taller, but I do think they're both over 5'7". Yeah. Oh, definitely. It should be noted that Mr. Edgar is like an elf. Like, he's tiny, he's <laughs> delicate. Yes. He uh, filled with eldritch wisdom from <laughs> centuries ago. Well, he's like a cranky elf, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like Hugo Weaving in uh, Lord of the Rings, except he was aging. Right. Yeah. yeah and I bet his daughter's not as hot as Liv Tyler. <laughs> That's true of most of us. <laughs> Next up, we we meet the ladies who are all being driven up. Uh, were they in a carriage or in, in a car? I, they were in a carriage. I thought. Yeah, I it was it carriage. was open air. Yeah. I remember. Only the only the family came in. Okay. The car, yeah, I believe. Right. All right. Good point. Good point. Way to pay attention, everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we meet the kitchen maid, the first housemaid, and the second housemaid. The kitchen maid is Antonia Dawson. She was a police dispatch operator. Yeah, control room operator. Yeah, said, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. she did. She helped people. Yeah, when they dialed. What is it, what is England's nine? I don't know. I think it's nine nine nine. Right, mm-hmm. right. I know it makes more sense. That's, yeah, that's cooler. Yeah, to me. Let's move to England, everyone. I'm. Let's go. I was actually. I had a thought earlier when we when we met Monsieur Dubiar uh-huh. that he shows up and uh, Mr. Edgar greets him in French. It's like, oh, blah, 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 yes, blah. yes. Because everybody in England speaks French. It's true. It's so cool. Well, we need to learn French then before we move there and appropriate a manor yeah. house to turn into a tourist trap. Yeah. Uh. Hmm. Probably a lot of paperwork. British paperwork. We need a solicitor. <laughs> British paperwork. And you have to use your left hand when you fill that out. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be extra U's all over the place. Uh, yeah, you just right. throw an extra U every three yep. words. Just <laughs> make it more colorful. Next, we have Rebecca Smith, who's the first housemaid. She worked as a tourist advisor. So I don't know if that meant she gave, like, double-decker bus tours or if she was, like, a travel agent. Somewhere there was a booth marked information, and she sat. <laughs> people, are there travel agents still? Is that a thing There still? are still, like, a very few. There might have been at that point Just the when strongest. this was made. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. The people who it's like been, have dirt on the people the, that are the, running Travelocity. The last right. the last fifteen years have been basically the Hunger Games for travel agents. <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> I'm trying to think of a girl on fire joke and I just can't. Yeah. I volunteer! <laughs> I volunteer to plan your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> off the competition with bows and arrows. Yeah. So finally, we have the second housemaid, Jessica Rawlinson, uh, who works as an accountant. There are three ladies of the uh, of the underworld, basically. Yeah, and I think I, I would like say... How, oh, it's good how they already were assigned first and secondary. Yeah, and the right. footmen weren't. Yeah. I wonder it, what that was about. I if there was any... Yeah, I think Precedent they just sort of. I think well, somebody on the production staff was like, "Oh, they should interview," and somebody else was like, "Oh, they shouldn't," and they reached a compromise. Mm-hmm. Well, but I mean, I think it's cool because I mean, I think they did want to kind of show that process of yeah. like how they would be hired, but they also, you know, there's only six installments of a little bit less than an hour each. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. know, they don't have time to show everyone getting interviewed. Yeah. That's such a... Three months is such a long time for just six hours yeah. of TV. Yeah. But I mean, I think, I mean, I think most documentaries are... You know, it can't all be chamber pot yeah, jokes. Yeah. No, I just think of the way that American TV runs, where mm. reality shows are... Right. A week of living is an hour of TV. Mm-hmm. About. Yeah. yeah. This is about half of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, you know, it's a difference between a... Well, I don't know. Because the only American reality shows I watch are like competition shows, and that's kind mm-hmm. of a different format. That That's true. Well, yeah, because I mean, true. I think, you know... What, you know, it's just the, the difference is just the episode order is different, you know? If you produce yeah. Jersey Shore, we'd be curious to know what your MO what are you is. thinking? <laughs> <laughs> In so many ways. What are you thinking? Also, can we have some of your money? Seems like you've got plenty. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. It really does. Um, so then, um, I guess let's do this chronologically, unless you had something else to say. Well, I was... All I was going to say was that at this point we've met the main downstairs, you know, the bulk of the downstairs staff. And I was, it was occurring to me that I really like pretty much all of these people. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. all pretty pleasant to be around. Yeah. Even the grumpy guy seems like you Yeah, I mean, he's, he's very competent. You do yeah. have to really doff your cap to that guy. Sure. Yeah, and you do, or you're in trouble. Like, yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> well, because, I mean, and, and honestly, again, as I said, we've watched a lot of these things. And the success or failure of these things is how committed people are to living under these constraints that were laid out. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the reason that Frontier House is so bad is that the the people who were supposed to be kind of calling the shots decided that the rules didn't apply to them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I mean, and, and it can work sometimes because there's another one called Frontier House. Oh, yeah, no, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Texas Ranch House is the one I was talking about. Yeah. Which I think before I called it Frontier House also. Yes, you did. To clarify, <laughs> Texas Ranch House <laughs> no, is the okay. real world Hawaii Oh. Of PBS real see, see now okay. you get it. Well, I, I see. I haven't seen Real World Hawaii. So, well, yeah. Ruthie got alcohol poisoning. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, <laughs> oh, Ruthie! <laughs> but Frontier House. There were three different families building, you know, little house in the prairie hmm. style, like log cabins. And there was one family on that one that decided that they didn't need to like play by the rules. They brought tampons, like, and makeup and all this stuff. Yeah. And everybody else got so mad at them, and they like totally failed because like they grade them at the end of these, and they're like, "Oh, you would have died." Yeah. <laughs> that, that was how the frontier worked. Yes, all, all three families. No, actually, I think one might have survived. Yeah, the one that didn't have children. Yeah. So if you're planning to build a log cabin, uh, wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> and I am. <laughs> well, this is this is a development I wasn't aware of. Yeah. But yeah, they're pleasant to the downstairs people. They all they all seem reasonably committed. They're all in a bit of shock, apart from Mr. Edgar mm-hmm. and and Mr. Dubiar. But I I just think he is yeah he he is completely separate from everyone else. Yeah, he's he's just there to cook. He's doing like <laughs> I didn't come here to make friends. <laughs> I came here to cook authentic period style food. <laughs> like if he wasn't on the show, he would still be cooking authentic period style yeah, food. Yeah, that's true. And this just, is not even just throwing it away. There'd yeah, be nobody to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> he's in a good position too, because nobody can really fact check if he's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they don't know. Yeah, that's true. We d- we don't have any Edwardian food. It's it's all gone bad. Yeah, it's all spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. I did like not to keep because this is this is what I love about PBS reality TV, uh, and I think we brought this up before. It's like the whole Mike Mulligan and the steam shovel uh, in the Ramona books thing, right, right. where Ramona Quimby wants to know 
in her favorite book, Mike Mulligan and the Steam Shovel, where he's digging the basement for some structure. But, uh, you know, her teacher reads it and, you know, he, he worked all day. And so Ramona raises her hand and is like, when did Mike Mulligan go to the bathroom? And then suddenly it's like anarchy in the classroom. <laughs> the kids are like demanding to know, when did he go to the bathroom? When did he go to the bathroom? And that has obviously stuck with me over right. the years. Yeah. Okay. But for me now, it's like, how do they deal with their periods? Like, yeah. what did they do? Well, so it's established. No, it's established. Yeah. It is. It's a uh, uh, kind of a, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret style belting situation. No, I was like, are you there, God? It's me, Mrs. Davis. <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> but you would get a length of cloth so you could decide, you know, light, regular, super. Uh-huh. And that was pretty much... Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> That's always a bad idea. Always. <laughs> but yeah, and, and they did mention the head housekeeper would check to make sure they were getting their periods. Yeah. And since they're all living in the same house, probably their cycles are syncing up. So, you know, just... Yeah. That's actually a myth. Hmm? That's actually a myth. Is it a myth? Yeah. It's happened to me before, though. I mean, it may not have to do with the moon, but it's happened. Okay. <laughs> I feel like this is like trying to like convince someone that there's no ghosts. <laughs> like, okay, whatever, but I saw my grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah I was drunk. What's your point? I did feel like that, actually, just now. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how to. You're like, I don't really want to talk yeah. about this. <laughs> it's fun to think about, okay? I read the red tent. It is interesting to think about. Yeah. Just, so you're telling me it's wrong. Um, I'll, I'll look it up on Wikipedia. That seems more like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, but if, okay. But if they tell you that you're right, I'm still not going to agree with you. <laughs> but then I think we're in a great position, though. Okay. So that I would agree with you if Wikipedia said it's a myth. Oh, yeah. That's a great position for me. Yeah. To, so you're, yeah. you're coming out of this ahead. Yeah. I'm a win or Tune in next time tie. for an Oxford-style debate. Proposed. <laughs> <laughs> women's periods sync up. Yeah. <laughs> That seems like a job that the second footman would have to do. What, checking the menstrual? <laughs> no. He's already, he's already dealing with all kinds of... Yeah, but that would be getting too close to someone who was female. Oh, that's true. Because he's... Yeah. He does not... Doesn't he change the... Woman? No. Uh, the scullery maid is supposed to be cleaning the ladies' <sighs> chamber pots, and then yeah. the second footman... Which is weird. Why doesn't the hall boy do that? I, I, I guess... I, is he not ever allowed to leave the hall? We don't know enough about the hall boy yeah, yet. The, the hall boy, we only get a, we only get a taste. Yeah. They just tease us, mm-hmm. yeah, with the hall boy. It's just at the end. I got to get too ahead of ourselves. <laughs> well, sure. but like it's the, like at the end of the first episode of Downton Abbey when you meet Matthew for like two seconds and you're like, who's this blonde guy? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Everything's changed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, and by the way, there's a guy that lives in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't want us to be scared later and think that he's like you know the hall troll or something. <laughs> You're gonna scare the scullery. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, not really. He wasn't. She wasn't there yet. Yeah, yeah. In that same conversation with the sanitary belt or whatever, uh, that was where Mrs. Davis was asking the housemaids if they were pregnant. Mm. And uh, which one was her? Name? I think it was Jessica. Yeah, Jessica. She, Jessica. Like, not like, to- nope. Not, not, to be a, not to be a jerk, but Jessica's the only one who looks like she's sexually active to me. Oh, well. The other two seem like they're not into that. That's Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's engaged, though, I think. Mm, but yeah, no, but yeah. she was that. I think she had had a scare recently. Yeah. Because she was so. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm definitely not. Yeah. You can telegram my boyfriend and be like, she's still not pregnant. Did she say boyfriend? Maybe she's going to get married to another woman. Maybe. Maybe that's why she's That's so true. Sure. Maybe. I think she said she was engaged specifically. Okay. Which, 2006. Yeah, it was a different time. I yeah. have no idea what the laws in England are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, neither do Do they have laws in England? 
They just have the common they law. Just, they just oh. have a lot of rules, I thought. Yeah. <laughs> just suggest Etiquette. Guidelines. <laughs> uh, so at this point in the episode, we kind of switch gears and we, we start to see the upstairs people. They are the Olive Coopers. The OCs. <laughs> Good one, Tom. I know, right? Way, nice. way to go. The OCs, who are, we will discover, just as frivolous and hilarious as that <laughs> show was. <laughs> oh, yeah? Did we discover that? You haven't. I haven't. You haven't. You've already yeah. seen the whole... We have. Yeah, we should clarify, that's, there's different perspectives here. There are. Just, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. At least two. Yes. <laughs> right. Among the three of us, we well, share two mm-hmm. perspectives. There's three perspectives. Kelly and I have seen all of Manor House, but mm-hmm. I have not seen the real world Hawaii, which is apparently... <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> a really <laughs> right. awesome looking Venn diagram that I am at the center of. Yeah. So <gasps> so we meet Sir John Olive Cooper. He's not really been knighted. He's been knighted only for the purposes of this experiment. Yes. He's just a businessman, which I assume means he's in the mafia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. British mafia. Yes. Yes. He's a businessman. A businessman. Like, like Jay Z. No, the yeah, yeah. territory. <laughs> Just wanted to pull my show tunes weight on this show. That's fine. I now want to see Jay Z presents the Music Man, <laughs> starring Will Smith. Make this happen, America. Yeah, and Jayden Blue could, Ivy can. Jaden could be Winthrop. Oh my gosh, he could, and Willow could be Amaryllis. This could actually happen. Yeah, it could. They're going to remake Annie, and I think this is a much better idea. They're going to... That... The Jay-Z Will and Smith? Jay-Z and Will Smith were talking about remaking Annie so that Willow Smith could play Annie. That's not a bad idea. I would love to see... I, look, let me... I would love to see that, and I would love to see The Music Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would also really like it if, say, like, oh, like, Missy Elliott played Miss Hannigan. Like, I think that would be awesome. Just call me. Call me, Jay. I have, I have, I have thoughts on this production. <laughs> they already did that one song that he, they could use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> none of us will talk about the, what that song is. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's too bad. It's it's a hard knock life. Oh, I thought we weren't going to mention it. Oh, <laughs> we can always edit it out if it's funnier without it later. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, then we meet his wife, Lady Anna Olive Cooper. She is actually a doctor, an emergency room yeah. surgeon. Yeah. So she's quite accomplished, but she does basically talk just like McGee. Yeah, she's uh, very similar. Lots of weird pauses, and her face always looks weird. Kind of weird <laughs> smile happening. So maybe, maybe all ladies back in this time period had some difficulties, or maybe just all ladies that live in Britain to this day are <laughs> like that. I don't know. We've got yeah. some ladies in Britain that listen, oh, right. and maybe we've we've talked them. to them. They don't seem like it's true. Yeah. and after all. Lady Mary lives in Britain. That's true. Don't be hating. I, I, I take back any implied hatred. <laughs> Maybe there's something about wearing that hat. <laughs> that, That's that, true, yeah. too. Or the hairstyle with yeah. the... with the. Uh, oh, did they call it the padding? Yeah. yeah. I called it the bumpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Edwardian bumpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but they had to tie the the hat under the chin mm-hmm. and jaw. So yeah, that's true. Maybe it's a speech pattern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We also meet Miss Anson, Avril Anson, who is a microbiologist, and she is the technically single sister of Lady Olive Cooper, Lady O.C. And she has a boyfriend that she's been in a long-term relationship with, yeah. that common law we've heard so much about. <laughs> and But for the purposes of this, she is going to be the sort of maiden aunt. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, 
which she wears Lady Mary's outfit. She's got the top hat yeah, yeah, and the, yeah. the veil in front of her face. Doesn't look as good on her, though. No. Mm-mm. Well, how could it? Yeah. I like her. I know. She's yeah. she's great. She's, she's a microbiologist. She's a microbiologist. She's not married. She's got all these great perspectives. Because mm-hmm. uh, she's the only person in the family who at any point expresses any sort of real empathy for the yeah. people who've signed up for the opposite side. Right. The others, like, pretend to because they feel like they should. Uh-huh. But right. they don't. They don't at all. Well, and... Well, I mean... Because Lady O.C., her first speech is all about how, oh, we're not really that wealthy, of course, you know, I, I shop at Oxfam. And not, Which, not, I don't, not. what is Oxfam? I, I don't know. Oxford Famine? Well, because that's, that's, char- <laughs> Oxfam is a charity, so maybe that's like Goodwill. Oh, maybe, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I assumed yeah. she was talking about the grocery. That's but, what I, I right. had yeah. thought. So but, actually, that's, if any British listeners yes. would like to fill us in on that. Well, and I mean, because here's the thing, though, because she says that, and then you meet the sons, who I'll just go ahead and introduce now, Mr. Jonathan Jaunty, <laughs> Olive Cooper, yes. uh, who matriculates at a little school, you probably never heard of it, called Oxford. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're not. I mean, she does say they put all their money into educating their children. Right. Which, you know, most people say that, but not everybody right. who says that sends their kid to Oxford. Yeah, that's still a lot of money. Yeah. Even if it's going to a very specific thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... Uh, Shopping at Oxford. Fam, so you can go to Oxford. So yeah, <laughs> she's got a bumper sticker. <laughs> Shopping at Oxfam, so Jaunty can go to Oxford. <laughs> and then we meet. Oh man, we yeah. meet the cowbell of Manor House, <laughs> <laughs> Master Guy Olive Cooper, who is a he's a he's a nine year old. Yes, he's he's a student. He's they adorable. he's really cute. And yeah. just, well, he's just, he's not developed enough in society to have any real understanding of sort of what he's being asked to do. Right. So he's just like, this is brilliant. Yeah. Yes. He's just extremely enthusiastic. He's giving up his, it looked like he had a Game Boy. Yeah. 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 Well, because well, they were getting him dressed into his period clothes before they headed out. And he's like playing it while they're putting the clothes on. <laughs> uh-huh. like, this is my last chance to right. beat well, and it's Bowser. interesting because you've got to you've got to think Jaunty's got to be at least like nineteen or so, right? Uh, yeah, because I yeah. think in in Britain are they a year behind or a year ahead? I know that their education system is slightly different from ours. Yeah, well, just yeah. what they what they would consider to be a senior in high school yeah, yeah. is either a year ahead of us or a year behind us age wise. Right, right. They're probably behind us, meaning they're ahead of us. <laughs> oh, but they, they probably. They, <laughs> I was thinking, they probably. Uh, I meant. Uh, Are they, they no. school earlier? Yes. They probably. Yeah, go I away think, I think it is because it's. it's they assuming. do it the same way in Canada. Okay. So, and I know we have Canadian listeners. So, if you want to enlighten us about the intricacies of of school, <laughs> we're considering educating our children abroad. Uh, <laughs> I guess when I said behind, I meant younger. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I think I think everybody got it. <laughs> we got it. Sure. It was funny. <laughs> But they also refer to, to Master Guy as the young sir, mm-hmm. which is interesting. That's kind of an honorific we haven't really... Well, because we haven't really seen children. Yes, that's Maddie, true. So. We learn a lot about children, actually. They they never saw their parents but once a day at tea. Yeah. Which, to me, is like, well, no wonder you're all completely insane. Yeah. Yes. Like, on Downton Abbey. It's like, geez, no wonder. Like, I mean, well, it makes that- sense, then, that, like... Lord Grantham hates all of his daughters. <laughs> right. He saw them at tea, and he hates tea. <laughs> so just by, you know, the transitive axiom. Yeah. Well, and why Carson cares so much about Lady Mary. Well, they would have had more contact. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, we, so we meet them, and 
one thing that I think is interesting is is that Lady OC mentions that you know they're not wealthy, but everyone on the servant side is sort of blue collar right. working class. Right. They That's all true. they all kind of work in in the service industry in some fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of them made a point to say that we've never been servants before. Right. Well, I, I don't when mean they're setting it up, but in a way, yeah. they, they well, exactly. I mean, that's I mean, that's yeah, been the great industry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, but that's been the real lie of this era. You know, the 20th century with sort of you know democracy and the the waning of the class system. It's just we don't call it that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, the same types of people still get the crappiest jobs. Mm-hmm. It's just you know. We're just not talking about the fact that it means that I can't go and, and talk to people right. in a certain echelon. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can't I can't show up at a Stanford fundraiser and expect anybody to talk to me. Like, <laughs> I just say because Stanford's nearby. That's all I can <laughs> yeah. think of. I thought because speaking of I, this show seems to me like it's a the British version of the Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it kind it, of is yeah. and. This is just the first episode, like because well, we were talking, getting a sense of that. No, because are, yeah. like, like you said, they're already kind of well as filling into their. It really was roles. like, and and you know, the interviews comment on it, but it was really was true from the first time that the the family walks in and meets them, and they're all lined mm-hmm. up to meet them. It is locked in yeah. this sort of the us the and them mentality the hierarchy, yeah. yeah. And and all the servants talk about it. The the upstairs people aren't talking about it because right. they're so genteel. <laughs> right. But everybody is saying like Antonia, who we will just like Antonia has great insight throughout the whole show. So I'm really excited for she's the sister? she's the kitchen maid. Oh okay, yeah. Avril okay. is the sister. Sorry, uh, we can just call her Levine if it makes it easier. <laughs> it would. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you! I don't like your class system. <laughs> no way, no way! I think you need a new one. <laughs> Team Avril. Uh What were you saying? Oh yeah, Antonia's great. In yeah. je- like she just, you know, she articulates a lot of stuff really well yeah. going forward. So okay. stay tuned for more Antonia. Yeah, just the idea that like certain people can't walk to that front door. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing to think about just that one aspect of life. Yeah. Never mm-hmm. being able to exit or enter. Well, and it's door. funny because when we were watching it, you saw me freaking out and you're like, what's wrong with her? But I was freaking out because on Downton Abbey, like that is not done. Like people who come in the front door, yeah. uh, you just, it, you don't do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Thomas does at one point in the second series when he is um, a sergeant. Right. But I was just like, no, I was like, and I feel like the producers made the scullery maid who we'll get to in just a second here. I think they made her go to the front door because, or just didn't tell her what to do. Yeah. 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 Are they? Yeah. Well, and <laughs> they met her once and they were like, Oh boy, here's, here's the fireworks. <laughs> here's our, here's our Fonzie. So <laughs> yes. Speaking of, <laughs> So wait, who would Fonzie be in the real world Hawaii? <laughs> Rachel? <laughs> no, it would be, and I don't remember his name, but the guy who hooked up with, I think her name was like uh, Kaya or Raya or something. Okay. I don't know. She was bisexual and he dated her. Nice. Uh, but that would be the Fonzie. All right. So those so, of you listening, I don't know. I've never seen the show, so I don't know. But <laughs> those of you listening at home. Yeah. Please Please weigh in with your opinions, as I'm sure our listeners have all seen the real world. There was Ruthie and Tech. (laughs) I can't remember the rest of them. Anyway, 
anyway, we meet the scullery maid because yeah. the, the servants have noticed that the scullery maid is not there yet. She yes. didn't arrive with everyone else. The scullery maid is a, is a lass by the name of Lucy Garside. And she is a part-time waitress. And who, a full-time alcoholic, as far as I can tell. <laughs> she, she's just, like, sauntering in. And she's like, yeah, I don't really have a job. I just hang out all day, all day at my parents' house. I go out at night, sleep real late. I just wanted a, I wanted a challenge. But then everything she does after saying that she wanted a challenge <laughs> suggests that her parents were tired yeah. of her sitting around all day and, like, somehow knew a producer on this show. Like, for God's uh-huh. sake, get her out of the house. Well, maybe she thought challenge was meant, like, getting famous for being on a reality show. She <laughs> like, totally picked the, the wrong reality yeah. show, incidentally. Yeah. It does feel like, you know, sometimes people just want to be famous. That's right. true. Just get on any TV yeah, show that's, they like, can. Yeah, but in, in Britain, you go on Big Brother. Yeah. You know? I you watched think. the Dead Set. I know what's up. Well, maybe she got rejected. <laughs> she probably did. <laughs> that seems very plausible. Yeah. She probably should have late for the... <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what? You already closed the house! <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you can't let anyone out or let anyone in so yeah so she rolls up and tries to go in the front door mr edgar is not having it yeah because like the doorbell rings and he's like what who's ringing my bell <laughs> so he has he has rob the second footman take her around and, and rob is like trying to kind of get his bearings here should be nerd both the footmen very attractive mm-hmm. charlie i think was the one who was saying no one he knows, even his mom, thinks he can handle a three-month period of celibacy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which is what is essentially required uh, by their rule books, which we haven't talked about yet. Right. Yeah. They get these rule books, which if you happen, if you were on the crew or maybe were <laughs> the producer that... Oh, that would be a merchandise item for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The rule books. The rule but, books. Like, rules for listening to the podcast. Yeah. Oh. oh. We could autograph them. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. It wouldn't be as expensive for the cousins to buy as a Lady Mary t-shirt. Yeah, that's true. Because those were... Those are... Those are pricey. Yeah. Yeah, but so he shows around. But anyway, but it seems to me like both of the... Both of the footmen are kind of on the prowl a little mm-hmm. bit. They're kind of... They're looking for the raw meat. <laughs> <laughs> Although they're... Yeah. I was going to say something. Well, they are... They're having a bromance. Yeah. Oh. I think it's yeah. clearly being edited... This yeah. is the great romance of 1905. <laughs> they weren't friends before, right? No, no none, none of, of them. It definitely mm-hmm. seemed to click. Yeah, yeah. Two dudes. Well, they really they did. they smoked that joint on the way in. <laughs> 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 One of them was like, "Brilliant! Yeah, I meant to bring mine, they but should, I was hungover." Yeah. They should a weed biscuit. Yeah. Aw, <laughs> weed biscuit. Aw, biscuit jar. <laughs> What's that? From their biscuit jar. From their biscuit jar. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> So yeah, so she she rolls in and and uh, gets introduced to Antonia, the kitchen maid, and and Monsieur Dubiar, and she's like, "Oh, tell me what to do." And Antonia's like, "Oh, you're you're yeah. eager." Yeah, and that is the po- last nice thing that anybody says about her. <laughs> also, possibly the wrongest thing that anyone asserts on this show. <laughs> yeah, or that the two of them are going to get to know each other. A yeah, lot over the next yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and basically, like, Mr. Dubiar is like, yeah, why aren't you already cleaning? Like, right. you've been here for three seconds. Mm-hmm. And he just, every time you see him, he's just running around like a crazy person. Well, because that's, I mean, for Ms. 
because if he was a professional cook, like that's one of the hardest working yes. jobs there is. Mm-hmm. If you're a professional cook, you you know when you're on the job, you are constantly working. Mm-hmm. And you just if you if you don't like that you don't become a well and I mean cook. and even beyond that I mean he's responsible for every single meal that these people have yeah and you know they they don't have a huge staff yeah. it's it's very bare bones you know this is kind of above what sort of like a wealthy middle class family would have had at the time but it's it's clearly less people than we see on Downton Abbey yeah um yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they have a bunch of like nameless servants in the who background. run around oh, that we don't true. really see. Yeah. I mean, not not too many, but definitely more kitchen staff. Mm. Yeah, I would say they have about four to five people working in the kitchens at any given time on Downton yeah, Abbey. Right. Um, and here it's only three. Do you think that they purposely sent the scullery maid into the thing late, or she was she I was think, late? I think they were staggering. Yeah, the yeah. Okay. I think yeah. yeah. I mean, but they were like, well, if there's one person to send in late, it's this girl. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think we meet the, the lady's maid. Right. Yeah. Uh, Ava Morrison. She's a professional hairdresser, which is a great choice because it's kind of a, yeah. it's a weird skill set. And she also runs a haberdashery. Which right. Is convenient. So if you don't do well with your first job, <laughs> can I interest you in a hat? <laughs> What a shrewd bit. That's a much better idea than converting an apartment into a crack house. <laughs> yeah. My uh, my hat is off to you, Ava Morrison. Well, well, then you need a new hat. I know. Step right this way. <laughs> Never misses a trick, that Morrison. So, yeah, but she she's she's very lovely. I, I like her. Yeah. Um, she's kind of a different mm-hmm. speed than the rest of the, the story. She's a little bit older. She's sort of between right. between Mrs. Davis and and the other girls that are working in the house. Yeah, uh, kind of like uh, she's of an age with with Lady OC. Yeah, um, and she's right? she's from Scotland and just she just seems to like pretty things. She's very excited about about getting to see all the neat clothes and yeah, yeah. You know she's she's living fashion backwards for three months. <laughs> yeah. She's loving it. And then I believe the next person that we meet is the tutor. Yes? Yeah. So John T. is is splitting his time between the house and being at Oxford. Right. Uh, which is actually pretty consistent with the period. I mean, I don't think, obviously, he won't be lording it up at Oxford because I'm sure he's much lower. I'm, I'm sure all of his classmates at Oxford are laughing at him right now, actually. <laughs> because they all actually have a functional house like this. <laughs> right. That's so sad. <laughs> They're like, oh, next you'll be telling us he has scholarship. Uh, Maybe you can kick it up to an even 30. <laughs> but uh, young master guy is getting a tutor. And they've, they've brought in Reggie Raj Singh, who is going to be his tutor. He's sort of the Mr. Pamuk. Well, and this kind is, of. again, Manor House, better than Downton Abbey, actually showing some diversity. Yes. Some actual period-appropriate, mm-hmm. perfectly cons- historically accurate mm. diversity. So, And they mentioned that oftentimes the tutors would be, you know, the, the children of foreign dignitaries. Mm-hmm. Because this is a great way to sort of introduce them to the lifestyle of British society. But also, you know, they're still kind of earning a living and, and right. making their way. Right. Right. Well, because tutoring and, and governessing were, you know, among the very few acceptable ways to earn money. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mr. Singh is going to be spending most of the day with Guy. He's going to be eating his meals with him. Mm-hmm. I don't recall if he lives at the house. Right. And that's not really made clear because I have this memory that he doesn't actually live at the house, but I could be wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah, you don't see his quarters or anything. No. Right. But in you know, but I mean, if he does, you know, he's got his own quarters. I would think because um, Rob, the second footman, is responsible for sort of valeting Master Guy, and right. then um, mm-hmm. Charlie is responsible for Jaunty. Yes. When he's there, yeah. and there is no, there's no valet in this, no Bates. Thank right. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they were all lined up, I was like, "Who's going to fall over?" <laughs> Well, it's only because Lucy hadn't shown up yet. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the first housemaid, which is... R- Rebecca, Rebecca is the first housemaid. Uh, she is... Miss Anson's lady's maid. Despite the fact that she's not an octopus. <laughs> she doesn't even have bangs. No, it's true. But uh, she is housemaiding and lady's maid. Well, and which is exactly what Anna does on right. Downton Abbey. She she handles the young ladies of the house. Right. And, and we do we get a great scene with Miss Anson who is just saying she's so uncomfortable with this because she doesn't know how to behave. Mm-hmm. And she thinks, you know, she's saying there's nothing special about me. Why should I deserve to be waited on hand and foot? About, uh Levine? Uh yes, Levine okay. says that. Yeah. And and so yeah, yeah. that's why we are team Levine because she is the only person to put two and two together. I mean, she's committed to the experiment. She's she's right. interested in doing it. Mm-hmm. But she's also like, "Ah, this is wrong." <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, again, to put it in terms of like plantation house, that would be like, you know, a modern day white family going into that situation and be like, "This is great." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why did we stop doing this? This is amazing. I don't see one single thing that's wrong. <laughs> exactly. So, so Miss Anson me. has won the moral award for for this show. Right. Uh, yeah. The only other competition there is Guy, just because he he's just completely sincere about everything. He's and just like, hey. he's just doing stream of consciousness. Yeah. Well, and he's willing to point out all the differences. Yeah. He's not processing them in any sort of complex sophisticated way right but he's able to look at everything because he has that great conversation with mr singh philosophical yes (laughs) uh and he's 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 trying to figure out where mr singh falls in the pecking order he's like Uh oh well you work for me sort of but also i work for you Uh so we're equal only i get more privileges right and mr singh is like well that is is true in the 21st century (laughs) as it is in this fake time Yeah, but Guy is just, he's, he's, he's great because he's not trying to sell anything. Yeah. You know? Also, he doesn't really have to do anything, yeah. unlike almost everybody else. Like, right. there are these, like, fake tasks, I think, that, like, the Lord and Lady, you know, they have to plan the menus, they have to, like, kind of run the house or whatever. Right. But he just gets to ride his, you know, velocipede and do homework. <laughs> so. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's, that's all of our major players up until we meet the hall boy at the end of the episode. And right. he, again, is just kind of staggered. He just lives in the hall. Yeah. He is, he is, got a Murphy bed in the hall and he, he pulls it down. And as the episode ends, he's like, Oh, I think I've walked into a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> a little bit. This is a small one. It's yeah. a small nightmare. You know, and then it ends. Like and it goes pony. straight back to the, the, the menu. menu with no credits or anything, yeah. which is rather abrupt and off-putting. Well, no one ever said that PBS was good at doing home entertainment. <laughs> like, they're just, they're not good at it. It's true. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, a lot of the episode was just introducing everybody, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, and then basically the other main storyline was the, the decline and fall of Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon as, as soon as she's asked to do one thing, she flips out. Yeah. Like, so, I don't think we even see, like, the first day. I don't think she did anything. But she's supposed to wake up Antonia. All the, mm-hmm. all the junior staff are supposed to wake up the senior staff, which I wonder mm-hmm. if they had alarm clocks. Like, it's not clear to me. They, one of them, there they was did, an alarm Okay, clock, okay. So, yeah. 
but it's this weird like human centipede of alarm clocks <laughs> <laughs> that, that is one way of putting it it is um so uh lucy neglected to wake antonia up right ba- and, and it that wasn't unique. Basically, the first day, nobody did what they were supposed to do except Mr. Monsieur Dubiar, because I don't think he sleeps. I <laughs> I think he stays up all night. The only time, like he's in the kitchen every scene except yeah. for the lineup, right? And even like, what, I'm I, kind of busy. well, he he yeah. has a moment with Edgar, and Edgar's like, hey, and he's like, no, I'm not bow, I bow to no man. <laughs> oh yeah, he did the head nod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was he was not having it. He's like, hi, can I cook now? Still can't. Okay, how about now? Can I cook now? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with all these tapestries? <laughs> but he he's upset because he had to light all the fires himself, which mm-hmm. is the scullery maid's job, as we know from watching Daisy. Although Daisy's technically a kitchen maid right. on Downton Abbey, yeah. but I think she functions as a scullery maid. Yeah. Uh, so they're way everybody's way behind. They don't quite get everything done as they're supposed to. We do get a lot of comical shots of the uh, chamber pot emptying, during which you can't see us, but we all made horrible faces. <laughs> yeah. Just, we couldn't even look at each other. Like, it was so awkward watching it. We were like, oh, there's poo in there. Like, I don't want to talk about it. I, I still don't want to talk about then it. Then let's stop talking about it. Let's talk well, about Let's talk. Well, we need to talk about Lucy. Yeah. Why she did not get up in the morning. Uh, <laughs> I forgot. Because apparently she uh, felt that the place was haunted and therefore did not sleep that night. I think, I mean, my assumption is that she was just detoxing or something. But She thought someone touched her. Right. And then she woke Antonia up and, like, kept talking to Antonia about, like, that she thought there was a ghost. And Antonia's, like, bleary. She's like, I got two hours of sleep last night. Right. And then she has, you know, because they've all got, like, reality shows. There's the camera sort of confessional Yeah, the confessional. And, like, every one of hers picks up in mid-sentence because she clearly just, like, every time she gets in there just, like, talks without taking a breath for 20 minutes. (laughs) Maybe she's on cocaine. Like maybe she stays out all night and sleeps real late. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's one of the symptoms. That that's that's true. But yeah, and she's like, Well, I won't hurt the ghost and then maybe the ghost won't hurt me. <laughs> you know, and it's I wasn't aware you could hurt a ghost. <laughs> right. Yeah. I I thought they were pretty much done with being hurt. Seems like the whole point of being a ghost, right? Yeah. That's yeah, that's it's the only perk. <laughs> yeah, that's why you sign up for it. <laughs> You enlist. And then she does say, are we getting to the part where she quits? Yeah. Yeah. Or she's upset. I mean, she's she's just, com- you know, the rest of it is just her complaining. Well, people yeah, keep everyone. yelling at her for not doing stuff. And then she goes and finds someone else to complain that it's not yeah. her fault. But it, it like she's she's well, the foundation on which this whole crazy house of cards rests. So yeah. everybody is like, no, it is actually if you don't do your job, we can't do ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how she like sh- like gets kind of uh, like she likes she's sharing her thoughts on uh, how to lead. Yes. And so she's like, "Well, you should you shouldn't yell at me. You should just show me by example." How <laughs> yeah. to be, like she's like giving her like opinion about the way to become a good manager. <laughs> right. Right. No, and I'm like, you've been down in the mines one day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, or in her confessional where she's like, listen, I'm not a spoiled yes, brat or anything, but I'm used to having my mom cook and clean and do everything <laughs> for me and staying out late and sleeping in and doing whatever I, I want. I love how often she says stay out late. Like, it literally, <laughs> that is, like, her profession. Yeah. Staying out late. Funny. Yeah. She's just, she's just, like, wow, good thing you're not a spoiled brat or that you'd be insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> her perception of herself is very skewed. Uh-huh. I think everything she declared about herself is not true. <laughs> no. Right. 
Like she signed she, up for like a challenge. Like in something kind of no. logic puzzle she's where everything work. she says no. is a lie and you have to like <laughs> figure it out. See, I think she's like schizophrenic or a sociopath or something. <laughs> yeah. Or on or all three. Yeah. <laughs> or she's just 19. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, like I wasn't like that when I was 19. I was... Good. I was. I cleaned the house all the time. I remember if I was selfish then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was staying out all night. I will. I'll cop to that. Yeah. yeah. But everybody else, all the other servants, quickly sour on Lucy. Yes. And uh, it's great to watch them because they all immediately figure out that she's the one they can talk smack about, and they <laughs> right. like they do it all the time. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah. Well, because the the footmen confessional together yeah oh they're so cute uh-huh. it's like a photo booth yeah <laughs> and it's got like a fish uh lens fish eye lens yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah well done well done way to spend the money yeah. manor house mm-hmm. so i guess they just have those cameras they flip on to do when they decide to i assume i don't really know how yeah i would no, assume they would just have it set up or i don't know yeah where they just i always unclear on things like this because you know obviously there are things they kind of like want to capture them doing maybe that's why yeah. they do it for three months so that the the producers don't have to intervene too much yeah well i mean that's um, what always what i figured is that you know 90 percent of what goes on is just boring routine stuff mm-hmm. and that's why mm-hmm. you need three months to get six hours yeah 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 but like as you mentioned when we were watching it we did not get to see her run screaming. No, she just took off. Yeah, just suddenly they're like, so we're packing up Lucy Singh. <laughs> she's split. <laughs> so sad. We're, all, we're all pretty screwed. <laughs> she's uh, she's uh, off in a gutter somewhere. <laughs> well, and, and Derek Jacoby's great because clearly even Derek Jacoby, who was only paid to come in for, you know, s- you know yeah. six hours worth of narration. Right. The disdain is just <laughs> dripping. He's like, she only lasted two days. <laughs> And they had to edit out the part where he was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, they go, usually the turnover is pretty bad. Or pretty yeah, high. yeah. Yeah. And they say the average is two years. Uh-huh. For this, and then they, he does that comparison. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, it's all kind of compressed too. I mean, it is and it isn't though. Cause I mean, they have to do everything the way that they did it. Yeah. So, you know, it is only three months that they're spending. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just other things. They threw a no. birthday party oh, right. for Master that Guy. The, that was the only other thing that like strictly happened. Yeah. So like the servants baked him a chocolate cake, which looked delicious. Yeah. Did, might yeah. I add. Better than their dinner, which yeah, did their not dinner seem appetizing to me. Their food does not look very like yeah. they don't do a whole lot of lavish shots of food on Downton Abbey, but what they do show looks way better. Yeah. Because what did they have? They had tomato soup with tapioca. Right. Which Oh, they had like that. way to take two horrible things and make a third horrible thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like tomato soup, but I don't get what tapioca is doing. Yeah, of it. yeah. Well, cause, no, because I feel like the first time he mentioned it when he was talking about it, it was like tomato and basil basil soup mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that sounds fine. And then later yeah. they were like tomato soup with tapioca, and I was like, well, when, when did that get added? In? <laughs> <laughs> um, so clearly, no one had learned how to use tapioca yeah. at that point in human history. They're just like, uh, try adding tapioca. I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Um, and, it was like and, wheat germ. Like, what do I do with this? <laughs> and a uh, turbot on a bed of Swiss chard. Was that entrails? Turbot's a fish. Oh, okay. That's yeah. fine then. Because oh, okay. um, they do, they have some loving shots of sweetbreads. In the raw meat In the room, raw meat room. Which is just a door that says raw meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think could have been a nightclub in the <laughs> previous <laughs> Previous incarnation <laughs> of this house. Uh, no, and that's the other. Well, yeah, when they had the disco bomb. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> Did they have shag carpeting in the raw meat room? That just <laughs> seems unsanitary no matter what you're using it for. <laughs> yeah. It was an unsanitary time. Yeah, but the cake looked like the most delicious thing that they made. There were some scones. That did, like, the baking looks okay. Yeah. But yeah. the actual food itself, I'm like, oh. And they, they have a treasure hunt for Master Guy, and his, his prize is a pony. Yeah. I'm not clear if it's just a pony they've rented or if he gets to keep the pony. Yeah. Right. And who, who got the pony? Uh, like I, I know the servants decided to do I that I assume for them, the producers got the no, pony. I mean, within the realm of... Right, the, right. I think in the realm of... I think... I, I, you know, I don't they, think look, they can they just, just go out got, and buy they, a pony right, on their right. own. They haven't yet introduced us to the guy who just stands outside in a long trench coat and says, hey, you uh, want to buy a pony? <laughs> <laughs> I got one here in my trench coat. <laughs> my, my cousin's got a pony hookup. <laughs> um, so I guess they would just ask the butler to ask the head butler to ask the sir oc we know what they they have is that how they would do yeah i think so and they have a telephone as well in the house because that's how Mm. mrs davis orders their food and stuff right right Right. so they have the authorization of servants to buy well i think he would have to go to sir oc and say hey the servants want to do something for your son who you don't seem to like very much at all uh which is true (laughs) right he says to the tutor he's like yes he's got too much energy for us (laughs) and that's because like their older son is like 10 years older than him yeah Yeah. and then they had this kid they're like oh again that was uh, again with the raising something that (laughs) even in the naming what are you gonna name him that guy But anyway, but he would go up to him and say, oh, you know, we want to do something nice for him. Or, you know, or maybe asking if, if the family, because that seemed like a gift the family would give him. Right. More than anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you going to give him? Uh, I don't know. What do people do for fun back back in these times? <laughs> well, listen, Mr. Edgar, or Edgar, we're getting our son a pony. Uh, spiff it up. Do something nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. Make him happy. We don't, we don't No, because he goes on the treasure hunt and the family doesn't even follow him. Right. They stay on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then it's there's just Rob running after him. Yeah. And a guy really does have a lot of energy, by the way. He, he very much does. Like Rob is like, he's like, you know, like Rob's a perfectly in shape guy. Yeah. Like, Jesus guy. Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> it's just a pony. <laughs> I mean, look, when we get there, pretend you're surprised. <laughs> I always pretend I'm surprised. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to kick you. <laughs> he is a brony in the making. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I was just to have a couple other random notes then. Yeah, because I don't have a whole lot else. We've, I think we've covered most of the, the stuff. I do like how they chose women. The, the, the wife's an ER doctor, as you mentioned. The other uh-huh. one's a microbiologist. Mm-hmm. Like Professions that didn't even exist, mm-hmm. let right. alone, I mean, women wouldn't be able to have... At that time. I mean, yeah. obviously in Downton Abbey, there's that one woman that knows her way around the hospital. And mm-hmm. she's, but she was she was lower class. Like, you know, right. that's why she could have that job because she wasn't mm-hmm. a lady. So it's interesting until, that they did choose people that were a little bit more well off in this day and age. But, uh-huh. but uh, so that's kind of the same. But at the same time, they are going to have a big right. shift. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're treated and what they're and not, you know, do. and not doing anything like that would be. I mean, especially it's something like either of those professions. Like really you got to be pretty dedicated, and, yeah. And, yeah and like that's like your whole, yeah, yeah. Well, it's impressive that they were even able to get the time off work. Right. Yeah, nobody have an emergency, <laughs> <laughs> dear everyone in Great Britain. Should <laughs> <laughs> be one last ER surgeon, so please keep it just drive carefully. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Remember, it's on the left here. Why? <laughs> 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 like they don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. 
We all watch a lot of American television. <laughs> <laughs> Can be very confusing. <laughs> yeah, the only other little uh, section that I remember was when the lady servants were seeing their rooms for the first time. A couple things that were kind of new to me. Well, one was that they said they couldn't adorn their rooms at all, mm-hmm. which I knew. I just Emily Watson adorned hers, but she was, you know, she's twenty years after this time period. More than that, actually, for this, yeah, because this is set seven years prior to when Downton Abbey is set. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's that. Um, they also said that the narrator says that they were not allowed to lock their doors and. And Derek Jacob narrates that unscrupulous masters would take advantage of this to take liberties with the female servants. So all of them? Uh, so <laughs> so take li- so that's rape. Rape. Right? They rape. Rape the female servants. <laughs> Taking liberties sounds fun. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, huh, some liberties. I'll take your um, liberty. Hey, hey. Your biscuit jar. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And also at one point, just sort of like a like b-roll type footage one of them was it was rebecca yeah was opening up a book and started looking through it and the title page just said youth and sex and it was not i was like where's maybe that was are you there god it's me margaret for the edwardian period Mm -hmm. could be but i was i was really like this is i I would like to know more about the book youth and sex and what it's doing he just says no hearing that if any of the silver went missing they would mm. lock the servants out of the house to search for it which yeah. that comes up in Downton Abbey when mm-hmm. one of Lord Grantham's snuff boxes goes missing yes. but both O'Brien and Thomas run up to their rooms and try and give it a quick toss right. to make sure it's not hidden in there uh, and this sounds like a much better way to find a thief yeah. to me frankly yeah, yes. but also means that Thomas and O'Brien's plan would have worked better right. if like if the first indication was that we need to search immediately then mm-hmm. their plan to get Mr. Bates sacked would have worked, and we all would have been happier. <laughs> <All right. laughs> you really? Okay. We do. We do. Uh, I did like the... I didn't know that they did glasses like they did with the, the older butler. Yeah. Uh, the They didn't have... Bi- well, bifocals would have been invented at that right, point. Yeah, Benjamin Franklin. Franklin did he invent them? What? Maybe because he did invent yeah, them. Yeah. Maybe there was still so much bad blood between him and Britain they didn't get them until after World War One. <laughs> It's like, uh, all right, you're all right now. Yeah. No, I guess it just it, w- it would be like having really thick lenses. Mm-hmm. I imagine yeah. doubling them up. Yeah. No, I, don't, I. I'm not sure. Well, I'm not an optician. I don't know what. Yeah, I mean. can't figure out quite what that was about. It's cool to look at, though. It is cool. Makes them look yeah. crazy. Six eyes. He won't let them talk to each other. Right. At dinner, yeah. the servants aren't allowed to speak at meals, and the housekeeper sits at the end of the table. On Downton Abbey, Mrs. Hughes always sits next to Carson so they can shoot them, like, having conversations about stuff. Right. But I imagine that this is the way it would have been. Yeah. I think that was how it was in Gosford Park. The housekeeper was at one end and the butler yeah. was at the opposite. Yeah, I think that's right. That is such a weird rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The no talking. It is. Well, uh, Mr. Edgar's Scottish grandfather was very much in favor of that. Yes, rule. he was. And uh, oh, right. didn't didn't traumatize Edgar at all. No. no. Look, he turned out fine. Yeah. Perfectly cromulent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess that was maybe so that people wouldn't talk snack, smack or whatever. Yeah, but then they leave them alone afterward. I mean, I think yeah. it was just a general way of, you know, just r- keeping everybody in mind of that their lives are not their own. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. just sort of... I, I mean, a lot of stuff is just for the authority for the sake of authority. Right. Yeah, like right, the, right. the Stanford prison yeah, ex- yeah. experiment. Yeah. yeah. 
lot um, of rules. <laughs> yeah, those rule books. Would love to get my hands on one. Yeah. Yeah, although, I mean, speaking of eating, I did realize one disadvantage of being a lord of a manor like that is that every time you ate anything, your butler would be staring at you from yeah. the corner. Because there was one <laughs> shot where Edgar was just Super like... Super long shot. Yeah. Chew it. <laughs> Chew it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure that I'd like that. I don't think I would. Yeah. No, but the, the upstairs people are... Oh, boy. They are loving it. Yeah. They are loving it so far. I, I just well, have... They seem to be already getting a little annoyed, like the women about changing all the time. And a little bit. Yeah, they said, uh, what, four to five? Four five, to five hours yeah. a day. Yeah. It's just so much time. Yeah. God, if I did anything for four to five hours, I would be in a much better place in my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Why would you check Facebook? It's really Maybe I could do that for four to five hours. <laughs> I probably do, actually. All told. It's, it's the modern equivalent of changing your clothes. Yeah. Poke. <laughs> the upstairs people are already justifying everything apart from Levine. They're they're mm-hmm. all oh well it's good because if if I wasn't laying around in this opulent bathtub then no one else would ever have a job. Yeah. And just like the leap is immediate because when they both start out they're just saying oh it'll be different you know it'll be mm-hmm. we're not used to being rich or anything and then all of a sudden it's like zero to asshole. Yeah. In well, like and I mean. The editors of this, and I think oh. it becomes even more so later on, clearly did not like the Olive Coopers because they do things like take that the audio of him saying, "Well, if we didn't have servants, then there would they wouldn't have a job." They put that audio for him luxuriating in this fantastic bathtub and like somebody else like emptying a chamber pot. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I mean I think it is edited, but at the same time, you know, yeah. they couldn't they couldn't have edited it that way if it wasn't at least a little bit true. Oh, the raw material's definitely there. Yeah, yeah. No, they're they're just they're they're. Commi- I would say if you believe that human nature is fundamentally good, watch Manor House, <laughs> and then we can have a conversation about why you're so wrong. <laughs> uh, so what does the what does the head guy do all day? Do they give him like a fake business to run? They they give him some fake stuff, if I recall correctly. Now I believe this house originally, like in real life, was owned by an English businessman. They said mm-hmm. so. I think the implication is that he is a businessman who was given a title for being rich, mm-hmm. which right. is something that came into vogue yeah. with Edward the Seventh. Second, seventh, seventh. Right. Sorry, Edward the Second is a is a play. I think. If not, I'm writing it. <laughs> I just like to think of everybody in the royal family being like, oh, you guys, we skipped right from Edward I to Edward III. What are we going to do? Quick, write a play. They'll never know the difference. Yeah, I, I think he has some sort of thing. But I mean, you know, the implication is that he would be managing the lands yeah. like Lord Grantham does. Right, although we right. never really see Lord Grantham actually doing any of that because I'm sure it's terrifically boring. <laughs> yeah. Right. But it's implied that that's why his character's doing Yes. His right. character should be sense. doing some sort of business. But yeah. he is the man who wouldn't – he's just kind of hanging out all day. Seems that way. Right? So far. Well, yeah. like well, he can't run his actual business. He, what if he, he was running his actual business? Without internet or – I don't know. Sometimes they do try to integrate people's lives – Right. Mm. And well, and we're going to watch think, the rest of these episodes. Well, and I think I, I overstated we'll it. I think I here. said 2006, but I don't think it is 2006. I think it's earlier than that. I think this was made like oh one or it was well, really like Frontier House was filmed in 2001. Okay. Because 
September 11th happened while they were filming Frontier House, and they had to put a little bit about it in, okay. in the show. Right. So it was somewhere in that range. Okay. I mean, it was like right before the internet just like exploded and just yeah. everyone, like no matter who you were, everyone had it. Right. Yeah. At this point, someone who was running a business wouldn't have necessarily integrated the internet okay. into their business. No, but we'll see in, huh. in subsequent episodes what happens. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess Exciting. I think that's that's about it. Anybody else got anything else they want to say about Manor House? Jaunty. No. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Great. Well, thank you for being with us, Natasha. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Me. I had a great yeah. time. If you would like to know more about Natasha's exciting comedy career, you can check her out at natashamuse.com. She's also got a great monthly show. It's the second Sunday of every month at the Actors Theater of San Francisco called A Funny Night for Comedy. It's fantastic, and you should go if you can. Thanks. Uh, hop on a plane. True. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's only ten dollars, so yeah. right. the the fun that you'll have will be made up for by the If you can prove that you specifically flew to San Francisco just to watch my show, I will let you in for free. Oh, there you go. It pays for itself. Yeah, there you go. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Well thank you so much for, for hey, being here. Thanks again for having me. I was and, uh, wonderful. That brings us to the end of the show. So until next time, up, up yours, yours downstairs. downstairs.